Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. All right, y'all, it's time for the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy 8.3 says, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it's Vision Sunday. So do me a favor, grab your Bibles and go to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, once you go there, just go to the last verse. We'll be in one verse today. Let me kind of lay the, lay the foundation for what we're going to look like today. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach for a shorter amount of time than I typically do. Points will be a lot quicker. I'm going to preach for at least 15, 20 minutes, and then I'm going to point your attention to the screens in which I will then cast vision, look back at 2023, and look forward. Does, is, does that make sense? So y'all going to rock with me. Don't, don't check out on me. Just, you know, really, really just follow uh, if, you, if you don't mind. Uh, also, I am really excited about next week. Next week is um, not just a Christmas service, but we're doing our Christmas rewind service. And so what we do is we completely reverse the whole service. So I'm going to be preaching at the top. Now, look at me, y'all. Don't lean in. Don't do your boy wrong. Can y'all be here early? Because I don't want to just preach the seats. I want people to be in the room. So if you get here, if you normally straggle in, there's a few of you who are repeated offenders. If you, if you straggle in 1140, 1150, 11, you know, I'm about to say 1160. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> if you straggle in late, you, you might, you know, you might miss the word. I am literally 1130. The countdown starts 1135. I will be preaching at the top. Same thing with our 930 service. And then that's going to flow us right into um, worship. We're going to have a, it's just going to, it's a worship, worship service in which we will be uh, really celebrating the birth of Jesus and focusing on the theology. Forget the tree and, the, and, and Santa and Rudolph. We're going to focus on King Jesus, and we're going to sing songs that are theologically rich about, um, about our Piffy Wine service. I just want to quickly clarify, uh, Gabe talked about the week after that, which is uh, New Year's Eve is on a Sunday, so we will not have, he said we'll be together at 10. I want to clarify 10 p.m. Doors will open at 9.30 p.m., we will not have a 9.30 service, a.m. service. We will not have an 11.30 a.m. service. I'm talking New Year's. Um, and so therefore, uh, so next week, same times. Week after that, we'll remind you that we will not have those services, but we will be focusing on really resting up so that we can worship nice and heavy in this room for New Year's. This, I mean, no old school watch night services. That's what we're going to have. And we're going to set up the mic so it'll be a testimony service. So some of you come up and you can... Um, you can testify about the faithfulness of the Lord throughout the year. Is that all right? All right, won't y'all pick me up in verse 58? Just one verse, one verse, 1 Corinthians 15. Here's what Paul says. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. Somebody say steadfast. Immovable. Somebody say immovable. Say always abounding. Somebody say always abounding. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I want to preach today from the topic that I honestly feel like the Lord has been calling our church to, at least for the last two months, I've been praying about what the direction of 2024. And he, he really marked two things. Number one, this is our, 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 our signature verse for the year. First Corinthians 15, verse 58. Uh, but also he's calling us toward consistency. Somebody say consistency. That's what I'm going to preach about today. The call to consistency. Let's uh, look to the Lord. Lord, we, um, 
yeah, we're grateful, Lord. We slow the pace down for a second because we want a communion with you. We want a devotion with you. We want to hear from you. And so, Lord, would you speak to, you, to us today as we dig into your word? May we not enter this passage assuming that we can just understand it. There needs to be something new, supernatural that happens that we don't, we don't quite understand. We can't put our finger on it, but somehow, some way, you illuminate the text. You illuminate our minds. And so, Lord, I pray that you would transform hearts today. I believe that this call towards consistency is, is both corporate as a church, but also I believe that he's calling individuals in this room to this call of consistency. So Lord, may we hear from you. May we be like Samuel in 1 Samuel 3.10. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. The call to consistency. Now, real quick, let me, let me just say this because, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you think I'm preaching to your neighbor, but I'm actually preaching to you today. This one, somebody look at your neighbor and say, this one's for you. This, this for you. As we stand here, y'all, on the precipice of a new year, and before you know it, at the blink of, blink of an eye, the, the clock will stroke midnight, and boom, we'll be in a brand new year. I, I believe that we have, um, I don't know, a newness before us. And I, I know how New Year's is. There, you know, It's that newfound hope to start over. For many of you, the new year represents uh, pressing that reset button. For you, the, the new year, I, I don't know what 2023 looks like, but I'm just curious to know, is anybody excited to go into 2024? There's some prospects, there's some things, there's some contracts on the table, some, some deals you negotiate, and just some stuff that you like, wait until 2024, head. I'm going to be out here. They're just going to see what it is that I, I've been working on. There's this thing that happens when the new year clicks in, even for our church. There's a different level of commitment in two, in two seasons of our church every year. September, I have no clue why. I think coming out of summer, people are just recommit and devote their life uh, to, to disciplines a little differently in September and then January. So I believe that we're going to see more consistency naturally, but I think that God is calling us to something deeper. Now I'm excited about the new rhythms that will be formed in this room. I'm, I'm excited about all of the habits that are going to come out, but sometimes if we're not careful, and if I could pass through the room for a second, sometimes if we're not careful, we will focus on chasing the newness and the extraordinary and the, and the crescendo of 2024. And sometimes we'll do that at the expense of faithfulness to the old and ordinary. Can I say that again? Sometimes if we're not careful, we will chase the new and the extraordinary and we'll do that at the expense of lacking faithfulness of the old and the ordinary. And I know what y'all doing. Y'all, uh-uh, Pastor B, you better preach something else. I, I got my cliche already, uh, open doors in 24. That's what I want. I, 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 want, I want to get more in 2020. Like we got all these cliches and I don't want to rob you of your cliche. I just want to humbly submit to you that don't expect that when you get into 2024, every moment will be this climactic crescendo and high mountaintop experience. Sometimes God just operates in the mundane. In fact, I'll say it this way. Most of the Christian life is faithfulness in the mundane. Faithfulness in the boring, 
Faithfulness when nothing's going on. Faithfulness when nobody is watching. And if God gives you high moments next year, I guarantee you there'll only be a handful, right? If you get, if, if, if you get, you know, you get snatched and, you know, you get engaged next year, you might get married, you might get a promotion, you might start that business, you might have these few moments, you might have a baby, you'll do these things that you're like, oh my God, that was a high moment, but there's only a few of them. There's 365 days. And if God gives you three high days, what about the rest of the days? God wants faithfulness. Somebody say consistency. I believe, I really believe that God, that's what God is calling for. And if I can give you an example of how sometimes if we're not careful, we want these mountaintop experiences. You know, we do that when in our devotion, in our Bible reading, right? I've talked to people before that are like, ah, Pastor B, I don't, I just don't know if I, if, if I'm really hearing from the Lord, you know, I'm reading, I'm like, well, tell me what you're reading. And they'll tell me what they're reading. I'm like, okay, what'd you get out of that? Not, you know, not anything really. And I realize what they're actually looking for is every time they sit down, they want Jesus to enter the room and start to explain the text to them. But that's a, that's a climactic moment, right? That's what we're looking for. We like climax. We want, we want the end of that movie to end on a high note, right? We, you know, those of you who are married, you know, sex, we want it to end on the, on the, I, I needed something because y'all quiet. I needed, you know, we wanted to end here, right? Like, swing on the lights. I want to go there. But the reality, the reality is most of the time in your Bible reading, when you are consuming the Bible, can I promise you most of the time you won't have mountaintop experiences, but you will be stockpiling weapons because you never know later on when you'll need them. When the enemy tries to try you, you can be like, ah, I got to pull that out from last Tuesday stockpiling weapons. And so you better stop looking for these crazy, non-realistic, mountaintop, mystical experiences when God works in the mundane, not often the mystical. Ooh, that was good. That was good. I, I felt my own help right there. God works in the mundane. Not, you know, and I'm not saying he won't do the mystical. I'm just saying stop always looking for the mystical because he's looking for consistency. In the boring. Many of you have been thrown off with your Bible reading plan because it wasn't mystical enough. Many of you have been thrown off with your walk and your relationship with the Lord because you just feel like that prayer hit the ceiling and came back down. But God hears everything and he only answers what is according to his will and what is according to his purpose. And so what you might feel like is, is a, is a non-communicative a God. God is like, no, I'm communicating. My silence is the best answer you need right now. So it's consistency in which the Lord is calling us for. So Paul, Paul, Paul lays out the same thing. And he, he says it this way. He says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. That sounds like consistency. Be immovable. That sounds like firmness and consistency. Always abounding. That sounds like consistency. And the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your work is not in vain. Notice this word, therefore. Now, I've taught y'all this for many, many, many years. I hope y'all repeat it back. Whenever you see a therefore, you have to ask yourself, what is the therefore? therefore. Oh, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you, y'all. Next time I ask that, everybody in the room got to say, what is the therefore, therefore? Whenever you are reading the Bible, oftentimes you will see the writer put in a therefore, and you have to pause and don't read on and say, what is this therefore, therefore? Let me tell you what this one is, is here for. The, the therefore that Paul is putting here, here is he's connecting his preceding thoughts in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15. Now, if you're not familiar with Bible, let me just quickly explain 1 Corinthians 15. 
1 Corinthians 15 is the longest chapter in the book of 1 Corinthians. And all Paul is doing the entire chapter, he's devoting a chapter to the theology of the resurrection of Christ. And in fact, he opens, stay with your boy. He opens in verse three, he says, for I delivered to you, watch the priority, of first importance. What I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures and that he was buried. Here it is. And that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture. So what Paul does is he opens up the chapter by saying, hey, y'all, I know y'all confused in Corinth and people are, are, are bamboozling y'all to think that the resurrection is different than it actually is. But I'm going to start out by saying Christ rose. Now, the rest of chapter 15, he then goes on to say, now that Christ rose, you will rise. Remember, he talks about this in Romans, Romans chapter eight, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead will quicken our mortal body. So in other words, Paul is saying in the book of uh, of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is, look, Jesus rose, therefore you will rise. He's given us good theology on the resurrection of Christ. And finally, he gets to the very last verse of the chapter, a full chapter on the resurrection, and then says, therefore. In other words, everything I just explained is going to be summed up in practice now. So I gave you theology for 57 verses, but now in chapter, in verse number 58, I'm now going to give you practice because theology is never the means to the end. If you come in here and all you do is write notes and you walk out of here and you understand the hypostatic union of predestination and limited atonement and you walk out, you're like, I'm so theologically deep. God is always like, well, what is your practice? What is your life? Because theology is not the means to the end a changed behavior and a changed life is. So what Paul does is, is Paul says, 57 verses, I'm giving you all theology. In verse 58, I need to give you behavior. What is the behavior? Now be consistent. That's what he says. He says, now that you understand the resurrection, now that you understand that your, something mystical will happen with your body when God comes back, he'll give you a, a brand new, you will have a brand new body. That's what Paul is saying. And some of us that ain't too happy with our bodies, you should rejoice. Ladies, you're going to have, you're going to be able to shampoo your hair with no shrinkage. Hello? Brothers, you're going to wake up and it's going to be right. You're going to, no, barbershop, we nice all the time. We get that with the new bodies. But what he does is he says, now that you understand the resurrection, now that you understand Jesus rose, now that you understand you too will rise when he comes back for you, Now I want you to understand consistency. And this is how he wraps it up. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. In other words, what what I believe Jesus is looking for from you as an individual in this room is every single day of 2024, never allow the dull moment to throw your spiritual life off. What he wants is consistency, whether you're bored or not. Am I preaching to a room full of people that every now and then you get thrown off? I'm talking like my toes is up. Every now and then, I don't like dry moments. When my family will tell you when we go out to eat, when I'm done eating, I'm always going, let's go. What are we talking for? Talk outside. Let's go. Let's pay the bill. Let's, let's move on. Because I like movement. I like, I, like, I like going quick. I like doing things. I like things. But God is like, go oh, slow down because it's something in the mundane every single day of 2024. 
I am making a commitment to the Lord to not allow dull moments to throw my spiritual life off. And some of you in this room, you're in the midst of hardship right now. But the question you should be asking, Pastor B, what should I do if I'm in the midst of hardship? I'm going to make it real simple for you. Remain consistent. I'm not downplaying your hardship. Some of you right now are dealing with the death of a loved one or you're dealing with the, 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 the brokenness of a relationship. And, and what you're asking is, should I still be faithful even in these moments? And I would say, yes, Paul is just telling us to remain consistent. What do I do if there is death in my family in 2024? Remain consistent. But what do I do if my money still isn't right? Remain consistent. Let me say the opposite. Because, Pastor Caleb, I realize that most of the people in this room, you're not going to be thrown off because of a hardship in 2024. You're going to be thrown off because of success. Oh, 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 I know I'm talking in the room. Because there are some of us that we look for these moments, and we look for these moments, and finally God opens the door, and you step through the door, and you forget about God because it's not the hardship that threw you off. It's the success because favor can be fatal. Oh, man. Favor can be fatal. Open doors can be fatal. Success can be fatal, which is why in Proverbs chapter 30, you have Agur, who's only mentioned in that one chapter. Here's his prayer. God, don't give me too much, because if you give me too much, I'm going to forget about you. But don't give me too little, because then I'm going to be forced to steal and defame your name. And so here's what he says. Give me just what I need. Anybody like that? Just give me what I need, Lord. I believe that in 2024, God is going to grant some people the job. The thing that you, that one thing that you've been praying for, I believe that God will open the door for you. And here's what I'm pleading with you for. I am pleading with you like destiny was doing with the tap on the shoulder. I am tapping you on the shoulder and saying, remain consistent. Because the the quickness in which he opened the door. He'll shut the door. And you better learn to remain faithful in whatever season you walk through. Is there anybody in the room that's like that? No matter what 2023 brings me, I will remain consistent and faithful. Anybody in the room like that? Come hell or high water, good or bad, up or down, pretty or ugly, I'm going to remain consistent because I serve a Christ that is the best thing. He ain't the better of many options. He is the only option. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in this room. In 2023, that has been thrown off. This year, you have an opportunity before you to start with Jesus and end with Jesus. And here's the thing, man. Some of you, the the best witness you will be to your friends is for them to see consistency in your devotion to the Lord. Because they've seen inconsistency. Right, like, let's be honest. Like, come on. Like, the, the people closest to us, they know the inconsistencies between your profession and your demonstration. 2024, I hope that the Lord begins to close the gap between what you say and what you do. Y'all listening to me? I, I believe this. I believe that your friends, thank you, Holy Spirit, I believe your friends will see you be faithful when you have a death in the family and they'll ask you about it. And they'll be like, girl, they ain't throw you off. Ah, Jesus is with me, so I'm consistent. They will see you get the open door and the opportunity and the favor of the Lord on your life. And you will look, they will look at your life and say, how in the world are you still serving him? You got all this abundance. And they will say, well, I got the abundance because I remain consistent and faithful and a God that's good and provides for me. 
by June, July, I believe that if God opens the door and your friends ask you about the stuff that would have thrown you off, you better be like that lady with the meme. Surprise, surprise. You better be like that lady. Surprise, surprise. Come hell or high water. I'm sticking with them because I genuinely believe consistency with the Lord, even if I'm bored, is better than high moments without them. Has to be, what should I be consistent in? Here's what I want to do. I just want to end our time by giving you three practical ways that I believe that God is calling you as an individual to consistency. Not your neighbor, you. And I'm going to give you two ways that we as a church are going to commit to being consistent with as well. Here's the first. I believe that God is calling you individually to be consistent. Here it is. Consistent in your daily prayer life. Did y'all hear me? God is calling you to consistency in your daily prayer life. What would it look like for every single day in 2024 for the first person you talk to be the Lord? And I, I, know, I know many of us, that ain't, that ain't the case, right? That ain't, that ain't our life. But what if you were so intentional that every single day, I ain't getting on the gram, I ain't getting on, on, on TikTok, I ain't going down the world of scrolling till my thumbs cramp up. I'm going to talk to the Lord before my feet hit the floor every single day. Because here's the reality, that that, that habit of prayer really is what God is looking for from your life. It is, it is one of the signs of maturity. If you want to understand if you're growing and maturing in the Lord, you should look at your prayer life. It is the main litmus test if you know that you are growing. Let me, and it's opposite to how we grow naturally. Like, I got two boys. One is 20. He lived down in Baltimore. There's a little bit of independence that he, well, a lot of independence, still dependent in ways that I'm, I need him to go ahead and cut the umbilical cord and get on out there. But then, but then my youngest son is 18, and even last night I was having a conversation like, yo, you're you going to have to move soon, so we're going to have to figure this out. Why am I doing that? I, I want to prepare them so that they will be independent. So I let them make decisions. I ain't cooking all they food. I'm not picking out they clothes. I ain't, like, I'm not doing those things no more because there's a level of it. I know that they're growing by how independent they become. It is the exact opposite in the kingdom of God. You do not gain maturity by independence. You gain maturity by dependence. Y'all hear me? And so I know that I'm growing in the Lord when I'm more dependent on him. And the one way that I get to see dependent, because that's all prayer is, the one way that I get to see how dependent I am on the Lord is my prayer life. Somebody say my prayer life. God is looking for consistency. And I'm talking prayer as in the quick prayers we throw up, which I believe that we should have those. Pastor Timmy, there got to be moments this year in 2024 that you're sitting with your boss and they're putting an extra assignment on your plate or they're asking you about a decision. And before you make the decision, you got to look at your boss and say, give me two minutes. And you got to run to the bathroom, do this little church thing, run to the bathroom and you got to commune with the Lord, talk to the Lord and go back. I'm like, oh, I got clarity now. I know what he wants me to do. Quick prayers. But I also believe that your life needs to be designed and marked out by dedicated time to the Lord too. Now that may not be all the time. You can't spend an hour. You might get fired. You spend an hour of your, your work time in prayer. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying be foolish, but I am saying you should look at your calendar. And if your calendar is too busy for the Lord, you need to knock something else off. I should have dedicated time to the Lord. 
There should be a place in my house that I commune with the Lord. There should be a place. Maybe it's a coffee shop. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the workspace. You got to find somewhere where you go down to Dumbo and just sit on the rock. Well, it's cold right now. In the spring, go down to Dumbo, sit by the rocks, and just commune with the Lord because I believe that your next season needs to be marked by quick prayers and dedicated prayers. I got to move on. Number one, consistency in our daily prayer life. Number two, I believe that 2024 needs to be marked by consistency in daily Bible reading. Now, this peanut butter and jelly, y'all, this is just, it goes hand in hand. I need you to notice that I started both of these by daily prayer, daily devotion, because I just believe, and I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor, I'm saying this because I'm a believer, that I believe every single day you should be in your word every day. There's not a day. You know that feeling you have when you skip, when you, when, you, when, you, when you miss your phone or you throw your phone away or you can't find your phone? You know that feeling you have? We should have that more if we, did, if we walked out into the world and didn't get our sword. How do we go through life? I don't understand. How do we go through life and we're not connecting to the word of God? You need a Bible devotion plan for your life. If next week you come here and I say open up to something else and you open your you version and it's on 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, something wrong. Something wrong. I need, I need you to open up that word this week and hear from the Lord because you're not only hearing from the Lord in this moment, you hear from Monday through Saturday. Lord, I want to be the pastor that affirms what you already heard. I don't want to just be the pastor that had to teach you and talk to you about everything. That's the immaturity. I want to be a pastor. Caleb, Pastor Caleb wants to be a pastor that we sit back and just affirm on a Sunday what you heard on Tuesday. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we're going to be committed to prayer and we're going to be committed to Bible reading, that means you're going to have to be intentional. That means you're going to have to be disciplined. That means you're going to have to say no to some stuff. FOMO, you're going to have to miss out in order to spend time with the Lord. That means that you're going to have to exercise one of the fruits of the Spirit called, holy, uh, uh, called self-control. The Spirit, if you have the indwelling of the Spirit living in you because you profess faith in Jesus, the moment he gives you the Holy Spirit, you have now have a supernatural self-control. Don't tell me you can't understand the Bible. Don't tell me you can't sit down and read your word. Some of y'all passed the bar exam. Some of y'all got a 4.0. I was talking to somebody the other day and told me that they got an A in every one of their class. I'm like, praise God, but tell me about Leviticus. Tell me, tell me about Joshua. Tell me about the story. Of Je- Don't give me what you heard on a Sunday. Give me what God gives to you. I want to read these. I'm just going to read these. I'm going to move on. First Thessalonians 5.17. Watch this consistency. Pray without. Y'all know your Bibles. Pray without ceasing. That sounds like consistency to me. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoice in hope and be patient in tribulation. Be consistent in prayer. That's consistency. Philippians 4 verse number 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. That word everything, that's consistency. What, what about Colossians chapter 4 verse number 2? Continue steadfastly, same word that we get today. Continue steadfastly in prayer. God is not calling you just to pray. God is calling you to be consistent in prayer. All right. 
steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So first, God is calling you to daily prayer. God is calling you second to daily Bible reading. Third and final, individualistic for you. God is calling you in 2024 to be consistent in your church life. Like, listen to me, y'all. The pandemic's over. It's over. And because it's over, you got to understand, I am grateful. I'm talking to somebody that is grateful for technology. I'm, I'm grateful that God has provided us with the skills and the resources and the cameras and the technology to be able to stream this, this service right now to any part of the world. It's no part of the world that you can't uh, uh, tap into service. I am grateful for that. But hear me and hear me well. How many know that the stream is supplemental? It is not meant to replace the body. This, this, is why, this is why the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, do not neglect to meet together. He did not say, do not neglect to get on the stream. Do not neglect to meet together because there's something that happens. This thing works better when we are connected. It, it's work, it works better when you're known. It, it works better when you know. It's, it's worked better when you're serving in some capacity. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to beef up the volunteers. I'm saying this because I know what's helpful for your spiritual growth. Spiritual growth happens in community. That's good, y'all. Spiritual growth happens in community. So God is calling you this year to be more consistent in your church life. What does that look like? Small groups, maybe, maybe serving in some capacity, regularly attending services and other things that are going on. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying you have to be at everything. I'm saying you should be at something. I'm saying you should be connected some way. And I don't know what that is. You, you may not have to, you may not stand up here and be, and, and sing and, and in front of you. You may not stand up here and preach. That may not be what God has called you to, but whatever God has called you to, you should be connected and consistent. So I believe in 2024, he's calling us to those three things. Now here's what he's calling the church to. It's simple, y'all. I ain't got no, I promise y'all, I have no tricks. Here's what God is calling us to as a church. Number one, he's calling us to make disciples. I know y'all want something deeper. He's calling us to make disciples. And here's why. Because when Jesus died and before he ascended into heaven, after he rose, he gave the church a command, not a suggestion, not a good idea. But in Matthew 28, he says, go therefore and make disciples. He says, I make converts, you make disciples. And so those that I am saving, I am putting under your care, your spiritual care, so that you will make disciples. That doesn't mean bring them to church so a professional can preach to them. That means walk with somebody and walk with them without sharing their business. Because many of us don't want to get in discipleship because like, I don't want nobody to know about this. Because if you know, then 10 other people going to know. I'm going to get subliminal message on, on, the, on, the, on, the, you know, on the gram. No, 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 no. This should be a healthy place where what you told me goes nowhere because I know you're working through it. That's what I, I need somebody to work with me and walk with me. So consistency in discipleship is what I believe the Lord is calling us for. And here's why. Because I'm going to present some leaders to you in a minute, but I really believe that there are more leaders in the room. And what's holding us back from seeing a room full of leaders, real, genuine leaders in the church, is a lack of discipleship. Acts chapter 14, the Bible says that the disciples uh, went around uh, to Lystria and Iconium and Antioch. In verse 21, it says that they made disciples. Do you know that two verses later in verse 23, it says, and when they appointed elders, I'm scratching my head going, where, where did the elders came from? The elders came from the disciples that were made in two verses above. So I believe that leaders in this room will be leaders because, hear me, y'all, because you've committed to discipleship. 
Selfishly, if I can be honest, selfishly, I believe that I'll have less pastoral counseling if discipleship was in place. Because some of the stuff I counsel for, I'm like, bro, that's a discipleship issue. Work that out with somebody. Sis, why are we meeting about this? There's mission to be had here. Get in discipleship. We've committed to discipleship here, and I'll show you why in a little bit. All right, last thing I believe that the Lord is calling us to be consistent. And I mean this with my whole heart, so I'm going to say it with my chest. Consistency and preaching the word. Now, I know that seems mundane. I know that seems like that's not a, that's not a big deal. But in 2024, we cannot start to dilute the word of God. We cannot start to preach opinion. We cannot start to preach cultural relevant stuff. I need somebody. This is just me for my spiritual growth. I need somebody to stand up here flat-footed and tell me about Jesus. And I find that in here. Let me tell you something about the Word of God. The Word of God is the only place that will bring life, give hope, transform, change behavior, uh, deliver, ransom. This Word of God actually has power in it. Like, I'm not preaching something because I think it's a cute story and good idea. I'm preaching it because I know that it is the power of God, the word of God. And I've heard too many gospel sermons, y'all. I've, I've, I've logged on to too many churches that's just cute and cool, but ain't got no Jesus. I ain't interested in being cute, cool without Jesus. I want to be boring with Jesus. I need the word of God. And I believe that 2024, we will be a healthy church. If we commit to preaching this word and this word only, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 will say it this way. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord, no fluff, no opinion, no gimmicks, no tricks, just good old gospel preaching where I leave here in love with Jesus. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to see us be a church where we're consistent with the word. So here it is. You need to be consistent in prayer. You need to be consistent in your devotion of Bible reading. You need to be consistent in your church life, whatever that looks like. The Lord will show you that. We need to be consistent as a church in disciple making. We need to be consistent as a church and preaching the word of God. If we hit these five pillars, I believe that 2024 will be your best year spiritually. 